we're live. Thank you. Dating this episode because I don't know when well, we're going to start putting episodes out, so I don't know right. when this will actually come we'll out. We'll get them out eventually. But <laughs> we're in my home. I'm with my boys. Good birthday. Yeah, we had a boys' night last night. Boys' night. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, we did, but... Wednesday nights is for the boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. We'll get to that. We'll get to uh, our main event. The main chorus, if you will. Wanna but, uh, introduce the show? No. no. <laughs> I don't want to introduce the show. It's Sammy's birthday podcast. <laughs> it's Sammy's birthday extravaganza. <laughs> you're on Never Seen Any of This. I'm oh, Andy. I see what you did. I'm Sammy. Oh. I'm Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get better at that. I promise. Probably. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I not. figured you already knew who I was because I said it was my birthday. It was your birthday. Hmm? Well, and everyone knows if it's someone's birthday, it's Sammy's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no one else is going to talk about their birthday but me. Just like the universal fact that if your shirt's off, you're fucking. Yes. If it's, it's someone's birthday, it's, it's Sammy's. Yeah. There's two things about me. Yeah. So, uh,. We've been we've been busy. We've been yeah. having to uh, coordinate our schedules to to get a record done. Yeah, it's been a little tough. Yeah, it's been a little rough, but uh, making it work. We'll keep chugging, and TJ, God bless his soul, is one less person we have to schedule, and three boys is easier than four boys. <laughs> we love you, TJ. Moment of silence. All right, well, uh, let's talk about what we've been watching this week. Raymond, you can go first. Anything anything spicy you've been watching? Spicy? I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I saw Shazam, finally. I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen that one yet. After, I, I can't remember when it came out, but it was it was probably close to Christmas time last year, or Mm-mm. no. It was it April. said at Christmas, so I guess that's what yeah. threw me off. Um, it came out in April this year. April. That's, okay, that makes way more sense. Um... No, I I liked it quite a bit. I knew going in that it had a lot of positive buzz, and me and my mm-hmm. girlfriend had wanted to see it, but we just kept missing our opportunity to until it hit home video. Yeah. So um, I I had known known going in that it had a lot of comparisons to Big and Home Alone, as it's like, but a superhero movie. Yeah. As like it's it's two big contributing homages, and there's even like a a, a big homage in it, and I think there is a Home Alone one as well. I can't remember. But uh, anyway, I had a, a really good time with it. It's really fun. Which is, is nice because I liked Wonder Woman, but it's not the same kind of movie. And I haven't seen Aquaman, but so far those are the only two uh, DC superhero movies I've really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I yeah. liked Justice League well enough. But it's got it. It had a million problems, and yeah. I didn't like Batman versus Superman saw, or Man of Steel. We all went and saw Justice League in theaters, mm-hmm. and I was like, when we watched it, I was like, all right. But I have literally have zero desire to ever go watch it again. Right. Yeah. I mean, even my dad goes back because he loves Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman. He's seen that's Justice so League, but he always goes back and watches Batman versus Superman. He's like, oh, I saw Justice League, uh-huh. even though that's like everyone together. Uh-huh. Batman, he likes watching that one more. Aquaman, am I the only one that's seen Aquaman? You saw it. Oh, I saw it. I want to, but I just oh, haven't. It's just, yet. it's, it's all right. <laughs> I think I liked, I liked it more because I saw it in the theater. Right. And okay. it was definitely yeah. like a theater movie. It was uh-huh. like, this is super stupid and it's fun. It's a popcorn flick. Yeah. Exactly. What I think works best about these movies is the, the less world, shoving world building into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, not universe building, not world building. Sure. But where they're, they're like, oh, we go, we want to have our Avengers, so we better set up all these stories. Right. But then change their minds on the next movie. Mm-hmm. That's the problem they were running into. So now 
they kind of stepped back. The Warner Brothers seems to have stepped back and said, like, okay, we're going to let these directors make a movie first, mm-hmm. and then where we can put in maybe a couple references we can, right. but it's not integral to the story. Right? Which is like, also what Marvel ended up doing with their creators in yeah. Phase 2, which is because, like, through Phase 1 and, and beginning of Phase 2, it's very forced to, like, Iron Man 2 is forced to a narrative of you have to set up the Avengers. Yeah. And so it's like, right. once that's out of the way, and they did that, from that, like, going on after that, the movies start taking on their own directorial tone mm-hmm. with each movie. So it's nice that WB is learning their lesson. I'm not quite sure at this point, because yeah, there's we'll a see. huge shakeup at, at WB in the last uh, year. Yeah. So who knows what's going to... I mean, there's no... I mean, the they, Justice League's dead. You yeah. know, it's, uh, there's They've no announced, Batman right now. There's no... There, I mean, there so, is. Well... But it's not going sure, to be... Sure, but it's not, still two years out, I think. Right, right, and also, it's not connected in any way. No, right. That's yeah. right. And also, there's no Superman right now. Mm-hmm. There's... We're getting a Joker movie. We're getting a standalone Joker movie. Standalone Joker movie. Mm-hmm. Which is... I mean... I think it looks pretty good. That's fine with me, because I don't want him in another tied-in universe movie, the yeah. Suicide Squad bond. There is another Suicide Squad coming with James Gunn, which I'm excited about. But it's going to be, like, almost an entire Most, most characters are different or replaced. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's... And so it's like, I... Birds of Prey is coming out in March. Oh, uh-huh. Which... This, I'm actually... What? Birds of Prey. So, it's female. Harley... It's uh-huh. basically like female Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, um... But the cast and crew and it's insane. Yeah, so hmm. we'll see. How, we'll see. But they also haven't released anything for right it yet. So I liked Shazam quite a bit. It was its own thing, which I liked a lot. And like you were saying, it doesn't rely on the DC universe other than referential tie-ins. You know, mm-hmm. and it's nice that it exists in a universe where all that shit has already happened, so that there's like time has passed enough. In the in the in outside universe in real life and in their universe that like they can just show merchandise real life merchandise from Batman and Superman and it makes sense that it would exist in that right world. and it's right. an easy way to tie it in without having to do any actual work because all yeah. of that already exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Zachary Levi was great and Mark Strong is the villain. Also, he's great. He knows exactly what he's movie he knows. He's what he's doing. He can play a good and villain. It's great and there's some. It's, so, it's kind of funny to me that, like, there's a lot of side characters and stuff that are not necessarily integral to the plot, but they feel pretty poorly, like, done in the movie. And mm-hmm. it, it seems like some of them seemed, especially in the beginning, seem really lackluster. Yeah. In some of the performances. And it's not necessarily their fault, but it's, like... Little rough getting in there with some of the character interactions people have. It it takes almost forty five to fifty minutes for Zachary Levi to show up, right? And it takes off once he does. Yeah, and in my opinion, yeah, and it's like the interaction between the main kid and the foster brother. Yeah, that is Eddie like the main. It. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Part one. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I know. Well, I know I we're know gonna that. have to do that. No, scary, I meant to. It's scary Goonies. Yeah. I'm, trust me, I'm excited to see it. It just I never get to it. Oh, um, but it's like their interactions as children are a little uh, stiff. Mm-hmm. But it's like once Zachary Levi shows up, their whole 
their whole interactions and everything like that is great. Everything then, starts to feel more right, like okay, this is where this is what it was leading to. It's like right. they knew what they had once they had Zachary mm-hmm. Levi. It's a little rough getting there. Right. I really liked it. I I'm familiar with most of my DC lore comes from my knowledge of Smallville, which I watched for ten seasons, <laughs> and which is the entire run of it, mm-hmm. and. Um, the animated shows that were on Cartoon Network, like Justice yeah. League Unlimited and shit like that, um, and and Batman movies, and 70s Superman. So I I knew Shazam because he shows up in um, Smallville for, like, four episodes, but it's, you know, it's a very condensed version of, like, the story, mm-hmm. and it's not, um, it's not, I mean, it's a teen drama. So yeah. it's it's basically like, oh, this kid's also a superhero. So I, when the third act comes around and there's like a big twist to what can happen, it's like, oh shit, I didn't know that was a thing. So uh-huh. I don't know how they're going to mm-hmm. deal with that going forward if they actually choose to make uh, Shazam a part of the DC universe. Because yeah. who knows what their plan is going forward. I'm assuming they're retooling everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it set it up for there to be like a sequel? Or sure. It just, yeah. It's, but it's it's not what you would expect I would say okay. it's it's uh, you you go in thinking it's going to be one superhero and instead it is a different outcome. Yeah, and so I don't know how they're going to play with that. I think it works in its own universe, but I don't know how they would how it work would tie it. into like a yes, justice exactly. Type thing. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I really liked it. I will say my biggest uh, the thing that I liked the most about Shazam was that it is definitely geared towards a younger audience. Sure, it's also not afraid to be like straight up scary at right times. like the, the monster designs of that movie mm-hmm. are like yeah. terrifying they're really scary yeah my girlfriend and i were sitting there because it's like the monsters are like um, they're like the realizations sin- of the seven the sins. deadly sins yeah, yeah. but okay. it's like gargoyle ish monsters and it's like my girlfriend and i as they pop up we're like oh which one's sloth which one's lust and like we figured out most of them just yeah. from their designs so it's like that's really cool even yeah. when they're not really heavily focused on mm-hmm well, and, and David S. Sandberg is mm-hmm. the uh, writer-director, and right. he's a horror guy. Oh, he did, sure. He did, um, I think he did, he did the last uh, Annabelle. Oh, Annabelle Creation. which apparently is very good. It's very good. I saw the first Annabelle, and it, it was, was bad. Very bad. Yeah, Annabelle <laughs> Creation is really good. Mm-hmm. And actually, at the very beginning of Shazam, there's a scene in a pawn shop, and mm-hmm. Annabelle is sitting in the pawn oh, shop. Oh, that's funny. I know. It's in, like in the corner no. of like a very lighthearted, uh, funny Shazam's scene. part a, of the Conjuring universe. And, I, and we're sitting in the theater, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's Annabelle. So. There was a little fun bit of casting in the very beginning with Mark Strong's, his, the in the flashback to his, I mean, I guess it's not a flashback, but they, you flash forward to present day, and it's in the past, where his dad, and in the, in the present, it's played by the same guy, it's the guy who plays Lex Luthor's dad in Smallville. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I know this guy. Why do I know him? And it's like, it's the same dude, but he was like in his fifties in Smallville, so he's older now, and they've dyed his hair like very gray, yeah. and, like or very black. I mean, and like hide all his gray hair and shit, and make up make up young youngified him. Right. Um, yeah, it was a fun time. I also watched. Oh God, I have to look up how you say it. It is a confusing title. It's on Netflix. It is David Harbour's project on oh, Netflix. Did you the, guys watch the it? Frankenstein? I have not so, watched it, but I've no. It is officially titled, I saved it in my notes, Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. <laughs> 
And it's only like 45 minutes, isn't it? It's less than that. It's like yeah. 32 or something uh, okay, like that. Yeah. But it is... Um, Sammy, have you seen Dar Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it is very much like Garth Marenghi's Dark oh, Place. Oh, Yes. <laughs> so... I need to see it. Yes. <laughs> I need to see it right now. And this is... This special is... It's weird. And it's a weird thing for Netflix to put out because it's like... It's this thing they're trying with smaller projects, which I think is very smart for them. Where it's like if they someone did, they did it with the Lonely Island, Lonely Island, the and Bass a, Brothers right. experience. Yes, and right. it's like also so very funny, very yeah. funny. Oh, so Netflix is doing this thing where they're experimenting with creators, where they like give them like if they don't have something for like a feature length or like a long episode, like episodic content, they're like, well, what do you want to make? It's like Lonely Island did a what do they call it, a visual poem or something it's like that. A visual but it's like poem that's based on Jose Consenco and, and Mark, Mark McGuire, yeah. <laughs> and basically the it's like their baseball. Power. It's like hip hop po visual poem uh, about them doing steroids in Oakland in the nineteen eighties. Right, and it's very funny, and, and also cameos. has a lot of heart to it. Yeah, as well because like you'll have most of it's like them being juiced up on steroids, which is what most people know them for at this point. And but then there's a whole song about, like, are you proud of me now, Dad? Right, exactly. <laughs> there's there's one song where they start off like, yeah, we're juiced up, we can do all this shit. And then at the end, they're like, what do we want? And you expect them to say something like power or money or whatever. Instead, they both start shouting to make Dad love me over and over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's that. There's this um, web series. I, I keep saying web series because that's what it feels like, but it's not that. It's a Netflix original called Bonding, mm, which... Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen that? I've not, but I've it's heard very good also guys. it's a raunchy adult comedy where it's like this girl and, and like this guy in their late twenties uh, were friends in high school and they drifted apart. Now they've reconnected because she's a dominatrix and he is a uh, gay man trying to be a stand-up comic, but he has like he's very insecure and has like no stage mm. presence. And she mm. hires him to be her bodyguard while she's a dominatrix. <laughs> so it's like a lot of sex humor. And uh, dark comedy and shit like that. And it's very, I think it's very funny. And the episodes are all about 13 to 17 minutes. And it's a, my girlfriend and I like finished it almost in one night. We got through like almost every episode. And then we're like, oh, it's been like two hours. We're probably close to being done. We can just watch the last half. Like tomorrow we get in and the next day we watch one episode that's like 16 minutes. And that was the finale. Oh, wow. Well. Season one. Um. <laughs> uh, I really like that one. And so this one, this David Harbour project is the newest one, I think, to come out in this format. I don't know if there's another one, but it's like a 30-ish, it's a little bit longer than 30 minutes, but not very much, um, standalone thing where it's like a fictionalized version of David Harbour and his a fictionalized version of his life where his dad was like a famous playwright and stage actor who is... <laughs> who, like, was famous at one point and, like, lost touch with fame as time went on and tries to um, stage his own version of Frankenstein as a play, but it's like he rewrote it himself and it's its own adaptation. Good. And the whole thing is, like, a setup for him to show off how good he is compared to everyone else he's hired. <laughs> and it's, like, it's, it's a failed project, but they videotaped it and... It's David Harbour, like, investigating what went wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. And so it's it intercuts um, these scenes of him digging up the past of, like, quote-unquote, 
of like the producer and his mom and actors that his his father, who he also plays, um, <laughs> like like interviews with them with like what went wrong, what was happening in his father's life, and also intercut with these uh, intentionally poorly filmed segments of this play, and it's. I think it's very funny, and it's very much Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, Good. It Inspired, mm-hmm. where it's, it takes a lot of, I think it takes a lot of comedy work to know why something is bad and mm-hmm. make it funny. Because yeah. it's, if something is just bad, it's usually boring, and it's not, it's not funny. But in, in this, and in, in especially Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, they know what is funny about being bad. So there's, there's... There's a scene right at the beginning where it's like a scene from inside the play where there is a girl dancing and it's like inside this Victorian house and then the love interest slash scientist that is coming to investigate Frankenstein and his monster comes into the house and there's a pistol on the table and she goes, Chekhov's gun. (laughs) And they go, what? It's like, don't go near that. (laughs) That's funny. And there's, there's multiple like... The, like David Harbour gets to go on these monologues that are intentionally bad, and then he gets to shout, "That's and that's why I went to Juilliard and something or something to that effect." <laughs> and it's like revealed that he never went to Juilliard, but he just oh says that. I think it's an ex- it's hard to convey something that is yeah. funny in a bad way, but if you like that kind of humor, I think it's right up your alley. I showed an episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place to my film in the humanities class uh-huh. when we were talking about genre. And it was like, this is a good example of noticing a very specific type of genre, Mm -hmm. pointing out what's funny about it, but also being in on the joke, Mm -hmm. and that's why it works so well. Right. And it's like, there's there's a whole subset of humor that's in the Victorian staged play Mm -hmm. that is, like, the humor of what is wrong with, like, a stage, like, someone's self-centered, self-written stage play that focuses on them. And that's the humor of it. Yeah. It's like, the, the title comes from the fact that in the play, David Harbour's father is playing Frankenstein, the scientist, and also the monster. And also, <laughs> they are, like, switching roles. Mm-hmm. So he is playing Frankenstein and the monster, but also the monster is highly intelligent. So it's like, at points he is growling... And that's a cover for him being highly intelligent. And then other times he's supposed to be like the most, like the, the pontificating scientist, like, oh, what have I done? So it's, <laughs> it's very funny and I think absolutely worth a watch. Because okay, I, yeah. I had been waiting for it forever to come out because uh, I kept seeing the trailers and uh, for like what they were promoting. And I was like, I kept putting it off because I was like, I, once it came out, because like, oh, it's only like a 30 minute. Thing. I don't see what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the original trailer, it's like, is this real? And then I realized it's entirely fictional. And I think it's a very funny setup and premise. And I hope they do more stuff like this. Yeah. Fran- I do- Frankenstein's monster's monster Frankenstein. Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that specific format that it does is works a whole lot better than other things that have tried to be sure. just intentionally bad. Right. Whereas, because like... Sharknado. Like Sharknado. That's exactly what I was trying to reference. Intentionally bad. But like this and Garth Marenghi mm-hmm. and it, it, where where it's like several layers mm-hmm. of narrative. So uh-huh. like it, like in Garth Marenghi, for example, it's him introducing 
the rerun that they've mm-hmm. cut in interviews with the cast right. and crew. So it's going back in between him talking about it, uh-huh. the interviews with the cast and crew talking about it, right. and then the actual show right. itself. And that's what the, a lot of... There's actually a scene where it's like uh, David Harbour in present time interviewing his like the his father's producer and and manager and yeah. his um, mom. And he like he's trying to ask his his dad's manager about like what do you remember about this time? And he's like recreated his whole like his father's whole office to help everyone remember mm-hmm. like things about it so he can get it on camera. And it's like his manager's like, oh, I it's a long time ago. I don't remember all this stuff. And he's like, well, I made my dad's famous chili. Maybe you'll remember now. <laughs> and he just brings out a pot of chili and he gives him a bowl. <laughs> And he's like, he starts, he goes, mm. he's like, yeah, do you remember now? And he's like, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Start That's recounting great. some story about what happened in that time. <laughs> Sammy, have you watched anything this week I, worth noting? Yes. Um, well, first I'll do Sammy's book of the week. Oh, yeah. Let's say, what's, <laughs> what's Sammy's book club. Um, I Oprah's read. Shaking. <laughs> Watch out, Oprah. It's my birthday. <laughs> um, I read Starship Troopers. Oh. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Yes. Yeah. I, it's a classic. It's the other ones that are not good. Mm-hmm. So I haven't... I, I, I remember seeing parts of it uh, back in, like, middle school. Mm-hmm. And, like, really liking, like, the action and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you liked any of that from the movie, don't read the book. Because <laughs> it, like, glazes over all of the action scenes. And it's mainly about him going through the military steps mm. and like ending up being a sergeant and like it just goes in great detail about mm. the military aspect of it and there's barely any of him them fighting aliens is it like interesting and um, i was like oh okay this is the first book so like mm. it's just doing all the setup stuff the next book will have a lot more action right he only wrote one book oh in the series or it's not a series just one book sure. is it <laughs> so, like a uh, condemning of war or like satirical because that's what the movie is is the movie it, is like war, how, is hell. war is hell and it's stupid and everything that like yes. the whole military system against but it's the also like against the how society is now like sure. how our government is set up right. their government is set up a completely different way right their army set up a different way mm-hmm. what they decide to do and it's a lot of just like the philosophical talk and mm-hmm. switching back to like his humanities class that he had and his teacher talking about that uh. and switching to how things went in boot camp and then like barely any alien fighting and that's what i was like reading the book for was like uh-huh. but i remember i like the top of the book thing or the, like the cover of the book thing the cover says like that it's a controversial classic and uh-huh. i was like well, i wonder why it's controversial now i get why because it's like saying that what we're doing now is wrong and we right. should be doing it. this is the way it should, we should be doing it kind of a thing but mm-hmm. I, I didn't really like it for just because it didn't have it's what, not I, what, you what I expected to have yeah. in it but i will have to watch the movie and see if i because that one's it's a classic right yes so and it's the other ones are all, all the other sequels to it, they're all, I think, straight to video, are all based, I think, just off the premise that there are bug aliens right. in outer space. Yeah. And we got to take them down. But yeah, the mm-hmm. first one is like very much a condemnation of how we treat war and the military and everything. Well, there's Does also it show like him like go through boot camp and stuff or, stuff, or is it just right to. Yes, some. I mean, not really. It uh. really it fast forwards a lot of that, but you have some scenes in that. Okay. So what yeah. I remember watching it was that it just goes right into them already, like, fighting the aliens and stuff. But half of the book is him going through, like, boot oh, camp wow. and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the book I read. Thank mm-hmm. you, everybody, for uh, joining me for that. Would you recommend this book? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> but if I watch the movie, I might recommend the movie for you. Sure. <laughs> might be the first time where the movie's better than the book in a, in a while. All right. 
Out of four Sammies, how many Sammies does it get? Oh, man. It gets one and a half. Oh, wow. One and a half Sammies. Damn, that's scathing. Hey, yikes. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It's okay. Um, I'll, then, I'll live. <laughs> so that I um, have some more time because it's my summer, mm-hmm. um, and I took a big test, and now I don't have to worry about that test anymore. So I was like, well, I can watch more things that I wanted to watch. Um, so I was able to finish Umbrella Academy, nice. finally, which you guys have all finished already. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... We can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I, I really like it. Um, it's quirky and different. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I, what I really liked is that every, I think people, most of the people in it, I mean, I, I would say majority of them, do a really good job mm-hmm. acting. And a lot of, there's like nobody that's famous except for like Ellen Page. They're all like fairly yeah, new right. people. And she's probably, for, for most of the series, she's like probably the, most le- the least interesting character on the show. Right, right. and on purpose. Yeah. Yes, I, was gonna, I would say that is on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But there's like no other really famous people. I mean, Mary J. Blige... What? I always want to say Mary J. Blige. Mary J.? <laughs> yeah, Mary J. Blige is in it. Um, but, I mean, and then the guy for that's also in Mindhunter. But other than that, I don't think there's really... The guy who plays Luther is... Oh, he was um, in Game of Thrones. He was in Game of Thrones. Oh, he was. He was, was Sam's brother. For, but he, oh. when they switched actors, yes. So, so right. he's so in like goes, three episodes. In like season three or four, they go, Sam like goes home for a second and sees his brother, and it's somebody totally different. But in right. the last in the last season, when he becomes a little more prominent, it's oh. played by the guy. I was gonna say I Luther. haven't seen that, so that makes yeah. sense. I was like, it's I not the last. Know. It's the, the second last. last season. Second last. I, well, that was years ago. And I haven't oh, okay. seen it. I didn't. Re- so. well, I rewatched it before this last season, and they make a joke about it because his name's Dickon. Dickon. I look, yeah, after seeing Umbrella Academy, I looked up where, like, if the actors have been in anything, and yeah. I was like, well, he's not even fucking not really. Thrones? <laughs> like, I can't remember it at all. I will say the child actor who plays number five yeah. is incredible. I so thought he was good. great. He was probably the standout for this show for me, because I was uh-huh. like, this kid is doing a lot. Because he's a right. time traveler, and so he, like, accidentally goes way into the future, and then grows lives really... Lives his entire life. Lives until he's, like, 53, and then is able to figure out a way to come back, but when he comes back, he he's comes in his back in his younger body. Younger right. body with so he's old. like a f- yeah. 14 to 18. I mean, he's not 18. I don't think the actor. No, no. no so I looked like, up. He's, he was 14. I was like 14 to 16 out. playing a 57-year-old. A 15, <laughs> a that lived body. through yeah. the apocalypse. Yeah. Yes. So Trying to stop the apocalypse. So, yeah. so he's doing a great job of merging being a, like a kid and also having all these old man traits and personality, which I think he carries really well yeah. for his age. So that mm-hmm. kind of sets... The, the rest of the show is kind of along that vein of mm-hmm. Luther's a big ape. Which I, I looked up in the comic, he's literally a gorilla with a man's head. Yeah. In oh, the comic, okay. which I thought was like, oh, cool. That was like one of the only things I had a problem with the show, and my girlfriend, who used to do horror special effects, um, pointed it out, was that his suit is done very poorly. Oh, yes, it is. It and looks like so, he's wearing a suit. Yeah, it's yeah. like, every time you see their monkey butler... It's like oh, because that's it's just like it's just like HBO's Game of Thrones, uh-huh. where it's like where if, it's you see, budget if yeah. you see one really good effect, everything else in that is going to be really shit because that's where all the money went. It's, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that that's the trade off they've had to make because the, I mean, I think he's technically a chimpanzee or something, but the monkey butler looks uh-huh. amazing. Pogo, Pogo, yes, Pogo, Pogo. He looks the best. Amazing. He's my favorite, <laughs> and I mean, you can, it's clearly not real. But it looks very good, and their interactions with him are very good. Yeah. And then every scene with Luther is a very awkwardly standing man in a monkey suit. Yes. Or, like, he looks yeah. a lot, a lot of it in the beginning of the season. He's got, 
like a turtle outline. It's like fucking Dana Carvey in Master of Disguise. <laughs> yes. Where it's just oh, yes. this weird you're, you're so right. And, and, and his head doesn't match the size right, of the rest of his body. Because he's still trying to hide it, uh-huh. yes. kind of, for the first I mean, he does for part. almost through the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. He tries to it's, hide it. It's very strange. He's, yeah. He stands very awkwardly, which, you know, it's it's made fun of in the show, but I was asking still looks my girlfriend who did that kind of stuff, I was like, why does this look weird? Because we both agreed early on it looks weird, and like, they built up his shoulders wrong for the way that, like, the actor is, like, mm-hmm. positioned in his outfit. He always okay. looks like he is hunched, like, hunched forward, but also standing straight up. And it's, it's a very strange juxtaposition, because yeah. you know the human body doesn't look like that. And they're mm-hmm. trying to play it a little bit too normal for the most... Once he goes full monkey, it's, t- it's fine. You yeah. know, but for the majority of it, it's like, what? He looks like a weird penguin. Everything goes <laughs> everything goes fine when I go full monkey too. <laughs> I had, Hold on, man. I had no. I knew Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance, and I knew at some point, much like the guy from um, Coheed and Cambria, that he had done a comic book series. But I had no idea what like it was about. I knew nothing. Like I just heard Umbrella Academy. That was the only thing I knew. And then I knew after watching. Um, into the Spider-Verse that he had created Penny Parker. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, interesting. Yeah, so, he's a big comic guy. I, and that's what I figured. And it's so funny now that he's getting recognized more for, like, Umbrella Academy than being in My Chemical Romance. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he does Coming some back. songs for it, which I thought was really yeah, cool. Like, yeah. the Happy Together cover, I love yeah. that. That's great. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say that some of the, like, emotional scenes mm-hmm. are kind of fall flat or, like, are a little some, awkward. Sure. I or, think when they hit... Right? They're really effective. Yeah, but, but there's, there's a couple that are like, or like, mm. maybe too cliche. I don't even know how to like word it. There's just some, some, some of it I was like, this doesn't really like seem right. You know, it doesn't land right. The brother-sister romance. Yeah. My favorite. No. Does not. <laughs> I don't know. I would argue that it's not. I think it. it as I don't, bad as you, just by saying no, brother-sister, but. No. I think it's. They're not related. No. <laughs> and I've heard that it plays a whole lot better in the comics sure. than it did in the show. Right. Right. And it's, I mean, it's hard because they're doing an ensemble cast production that you're not going to get a whole lot of time uh-huh. for each character interaction. Like you're going to get maybe a scene or two per episode and that's. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so trying to convey something like that, I think, is very hard when you're trying to accomplish so much in one season, which they are trying to accomplish a lot. And storytelling, it's a whole. It's like yeah, trying to tell each character mm-hmm. and like set and up the world and backstory. set up what's going. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's a lot. like it, it worked well enough for me, but I agree that it's like this wasn't. Oh, we're just jumping right to this, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you need. Maybe they'll go through more of that in season two because they have been greenlit for a season two. Yes. Well, a lot of it feels like... Oh, thank God, because could... the ending is such a cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, thank God it's like you really season. need some more backstory for some of these characters, because they are really asking you to accept a lot for the ones that they're not interested in telling the full backstory of for this one season. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's who like, played... I mean, I can't remember, I'm blanking on his name, but the one that can see dead people. Oh, yeah. He's in... Um, oh, he's, he's in, in Misfits. 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 Yes. Which he's great in Misfits. He's, he's, he's probably he's really the best... I think probably the best actor mm-hmm. in yeah. this, I would I say. I hadn't he seen did him such in so job. long either. I guess he's also in Mortal Engines, which my girlfriend oh, recognized okay. him from. Oh. But I was like, oh, yeah, Misfits, dude. Because <laughs> he is so good in that, and I didn't recognize... His accent slips a couple times, but also that works for the show, that right, he's just yeah. intentionally mm-hmm. being weird. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he was great. Yeah, he's like a druggie, and you're like, oh, he's just being a druggie. But then you like learn why, and mm-hmm. it like totally makes sense, and he does such a good job playing someone who's like mm-hmm. trying to play it off. I, he did really good in it. His whole his whole story arc of going to 
Vietnam yes. for a, a year yeah. on accident is <laughs> crazy. I, it's crazy. And also it works as such like an emotional payoff for that character where no one understands what he's just been through. Right. Yeah. And he's no one, be- no one believes like him. Day. Like when he tries right. to go see those vets and they like don't believe him, obviously, right. because he's not the right age. <laughs> right. He's in a fucking photo on their wall yeah. of Vietnam veterans. I loved an episode and then immediately hated an episode mm. after like starting the next one because there's an episode where a bunch of things happen and then by the end of it, it all goes back to not happening. Oh, yeah. Because Vibe goes back and all that stuff doesn't happen. I so I was like, was... oh, that's so cool. And then immediately the next episode, all those things happen anyway. Yeah, and I think that... <laughs> I was like, so purpose, it's just a, just a filler thing because all of that... I mean, it, it happens differently right. and some things don't. But for majority... All the stuff ends up happening anyway, and I'm like, oh, so then that episode was really just... I think the point of it is to be like, because in that episode, a lot of good things happen to uh-huh. everyone. Right. And they start, like, good things finally start happening to these characters, and then it's like, well, eh, but that can't really happen. Right. And right. so, I understand what the show is doing to, right, me to, to like, make a point of, like, uh-huh. no, they can't be this happy. Right, but, but then, but then but, for all of those things to then happen anyway, yeah. like, a lot, a majority of the... So that's that, that something that happens a lot in time travel stuff to begin with, too, mm-hmm. is, like... Whatever you do, it's going to happen? Well, it's, like, things things can still happen, and they might not happen the exact same way. It's, it's, a, it's a theory of, like, universe is planned out, and shit's going to find a way to happen no matter what you do. Right. But you can alter yes. it in slightly different ways. So right, that, like that's the eyeball is in one spot when he sees the apocalypse, but then the eyeball doesn't right. happen the so same it, way. It's, like, it's a translation right. of, like, right. you can change whatever you want, and things things will change, but ultimately the same stuff happens, but maybe for different reasons. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like it would have... could have conveyed that, but not spent an entire episode right. Do, right. doing that and I feel just like to erase That's it. really the one mistake, I think, is yeah. it, it doesn't work, I think, as its own full 40 something they got 10 episodes they gotta fill that that's the Netflix problem (laughs) yeah well it's like now they got shorter stuff so maybe they're learning their lesson a little bit I feel like it would have can be different within one season hit harder if none of that stuff ended up you know like none of that happens like literally none of it happens so then it hits even harder like oh man they could have had it good but none of it happens you know but I get what you're saying like Mm -hmm. something's gonna happen anyway right and then the Um, season 2 setup is like all of that's gonna change again if they get to do the thing that they plan on doing which yeah i'm sure will be filled with trials and tribulations (laughs) (laughs) which i'm excited because it makes it seem like we're gonna get more i don't know if we will but get more of like them as kids which Which i think you i I feel like if you get more of that it'll even make season one a lot better too because then you'll know more right you'll get more Mm -hmm. you'll have more empathy for all the characters going into it but i wonder if it's going to be like five where they are they know what they know and are kids again Uh uh-huh or if it's going to be... Who knows? Just we'll probably find out a kids. year from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, I don't think they've even started... It's good. No. You guys should watch it. Um, well, well, hopefully they... Before we spoiled a bunch of... <laughs> well, I tried not to... I would get, probably... I mean, it's all time travel, so none of it really happened. <laughs> <laughs> what did happen? Yeah, don't you don't know. Um, but I finished that just because I wanted to start... And I haven't finished this show yet, but I did... I watched five episodes of The Boys, which mm. is not The Good Boys... By, produced by Seth Rogen, but uh-huh. like Raymond has said, The Boys, produced by <laughs> Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Yeah. And it's on Amazon Prime, and I'm just all about super superhero right. stuff, because it's a gritty version of Avengers and Justice League, and it is basically like, if superheroes existed right now, in real life, this is how it would be. 
They and wouldn't all be good people. They would not. No, <laughs> they would be corporations and for money and politics, yeah. and it does a really good job of showing that. And I think it's a really cool show. You got neither of you have started to watch I, it yet. I, I no, wanted to, but, I but I just been, I've been trying to. Yeah. I have to find time to watch it. But yeah, it's only it's only things. eight episodes. <laughs> it's only eight episodes. They're an hour long each, mm-hmm. um, and I've finished five of them. And it's it does. I, I would. I was comparing, just thinking about it, comparing it to, like, it's, like, kick-ass if there were actual superheroes. Sure. Just on how it's, like, really, like, I would say more gritty and more gruesome than kick-ass. But it's in the the same kind of thing of, like, very, like, realistic. Like... Is it more... It's super gory. Is it more kick-ass one, or is it, like, the first half hour of kick-ass two? (laughs) I don't remember kick-ass two enough. That's... The first Mm -hmm. half hour is, like, Jim Carrey is the bad Captain America. So yes, kind of. Before yeah. that movie goes to shit. The <laughs> first half hour is really good. I got I got I, I only remember that movie not being, I only remember the bad parts of the second one. But. Me? Well, that's, <laughs> I remember the first half hour of, of Kick-Ass 2 being such a good premise and like Jim Carrey doing an amazing performance and then like the real world, oh yeah, this is what happens if we have a Justice League, it's, it's bad. And then yeah. the rest of that movie is uh, poop jokes and like an yeah. insult to all the characters. Yes. It is very bad. So I think the thing that is amazing to me is the the Superman guy in this. Uh-huh. He's called Homelander. Is that and he's, Carl Urban? No. Oh. Carl, Carl Urban is called, he's the butcher, is mm. his name. Um, but the Homelander guy is, and he's some guy I don't really, I don't know. But it, speaking of. People. There's a lot of like random people in this that are uh-huh. really cool. Yeah. But just people I look up, I'm like, oh, that's that guy from this like random bunch, show. Bunch like, of character actors. Y- yes, right, yeah, just for the one spot. But the Homelander uh-huh. guy, he's basically Superman and Captain America because he has like a Captain America suit. Sure. But he has all the powers of Superman. Mm. They do such a good job of making, like, if there was literally a Superman, like how terrifying that would be that Mm -hmm. at any second he could just kill everybody if he wanted to and just seeing his like reactions to thing in public and then when he's not in public Mm -hmm. it's just like so ear it like just unsettling because he he just does such a good job of like there shouldn't be superheroes in real life because it's such a bad idea (laughs) i read that amazon had no problems with because the show's extremely like gritty and gory yes and And very like controversial stuff yeah lots there. of like intense like sex scenes and stuff and i heard there's a scene with a dolphin that is incredibly it's ama- bad it's amazing awesome. <laughs> spice girls is playing it's amazing <laughs> but i but i read that amazon had no problems with any scenes except for one involving that character there is or, a i think it's the plane scene is it is, is that do you, i don't know it didn't make it in the show they oh cut it out okay of the show. all right there is a but, plane scene that is rough they, but apparently there's a scene where he gets upset and goes on, uh, goes above New York City and just decides to jack off all over the entire city. Cool. And so like it rains his gum all over the city. Yikes. Good. And, and Amazon was like, you can have everything else, just maybe let's not do that. <laughs> and they were like, that's, that's fair, I guess. And this one's also, you guys know better than I do, but this is also based off of a comic. Yes. Um, and it, uh, I was reading about the show as I was watching it because there's like a lot of stuff from the guy I wanted to see what's from the comics and stuff but again from like by season three it's kind of going on its own route not mm. going following the comics as much um but the characters are there so that was interesting to read but okay. I can't remember who who did it who did uh, the comics Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis okay which he's known for hyper violent yeah stories like Preacher which is his, yeah. like Seth and his uh writing and producing partner Evan are huge comic book fans so they're the mm. ones who brought Preacher to life and for AMC, and apparently that's a very network tele—not really network that. television, but 
network version of Preacher, as best as you could tell it, with, like, on, on cable. And now this is a good, um, sounds like a good adaptation for something that doesn't have advertising limits. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't have to pander to any audience other than comic book fans who like the comic book. Right. And I remember, I remember uh, when we used to go to the comic book shop, The Boys was in the middle of its run, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing the covers, because every cover is a, like, a parody of a uh, famous comic book cover. Mm-hmm. I have to look them up, because I don't like, remember seeing them, but that makes, was, totally like, makes sense with Dark the Dark Knight Rises, or The Dark Knight oh, Returns, wow. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's yeah. all just, like, plays on that. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it more that. when you guys see it, because it's, yeah. it's great. Well, it's like my boy Danny T directing the pilot, Danny Dan Trachtenberg, Dan which yeah. I've been following him for over a decade, because he used to be the host of a video podcast. So, at that point, he had just done a, he did some car commercials, and towards the end of its run, he had done the Portal fan film, Portal oh, Escape, yeah. and that's what got him cool. a lot of traction, so it's really cool seeing him. I remember watching that. That was good. Right. And it's like, that's what really opened a lot of doors for him. So having followed him since I think 2005 or six, it's really cool having seen, I mean, it sucks that all these projects he's been attached to have been canceled or shuffled around, but that's, you know, learning lesson from Guillermo del Toro that happens constantly in actual Hollywood. Most of what you hear happens doesn't happen. So it's like, it's very lucky that he's gotten what he's gotten so far, so I'm very excited to see what he sets up, because usually a pilot is what sets the tone for the whole show. Oh, sure does. So, he would have filmed first that five first. minutes. <laughs> right, he would have filmed that first, and then they would have, like, agreed upon that as their vision, and then everyone else who worked on the show would have based it off of that. Right. So, it's really cool to see that he had a hand in creating what the boys looks like. Look, yeah. Yeah. Check right. it out. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, uh, I... For the sake of time, I'm going to keep mine relatively We've been short. Rambling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is this just, episode about? We'll get because I have a lot to talk about our main our main uh, main show. But uh, I, this past weekend, I was also very extremely fortunate to go to the theater and see Fast and Furious presents Hobbs uh, and Shaw. I'm leaving. Yeah, you can shut the fuck up <laughs> because. Uh, I will say I don't like this movie as much as a, a mainline Fast and Furious movie. What? But it plays very well as a uh, as a spinoff. The Rock and Jason Statham kicking ass. Idris Elba is doing... just He's having the time of his life. There are celebrity cameos coming at you a mile a minute. You go to watch a Fast and Furious movie to turn your brain off especially in the middle of summer. Like, this was a good August action movie. Stupid, makes no sense. There's a lot of plot holes. But, but it was a really, really fun... that's what you want. <laughs> that's exactly what you want. And so I had a lot of fun with Hobbs. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. That's so funny that it's, like, becoming its own spin-off series, yeah. too. And I hope they keep going, because the, um... The Rock and Jason Statham have really good chemistry, mm-hmm. and The Rock and Cute. Vin Diesel don't like each other. So... <laughs> I will... I will give you five bucks if you can go find anybody else besides you, you don't count, that could tell me who is Hobbs and who is Shaw in that movie. I could. <laughs> I know you, I mean, I know you can. No, I could find somebody. Mm, I don't know. I don't even Anyone think. Anyone who's watched the I don't even think, franchise. I don't even think Dwayne knows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Well. Bold statement. Anyway. Five bucks. Probably the exact opposite of Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. 
is the movie we went and saw last night. Oh, That's no. a fair statement. That's it's probably the farthest you could get. <laughs> because last night we went and saw Ari Aster's sophomore feature Midsummer. Boy, we Midsummer. sure did. Midsummer. Or Midsummer. Midsummer. As they, it's both. He's pronounced it both ways. I, and it, now that I'm thinking about it in the movie, they only say Midsummer. I don't think I ever heard I think the, say I think the, the Swedish people call it Midsummer. Oh, okay. Well, and that, that fits, too, because it would be like the native people would say it the way you're supposed to, and then the, like, the anglicized version is what everyone else says. Right. As it's become commonly known. And, you know, I mean, Andy... Took me to that for my my birthday as a birthday <laughs> present, which was just great. Like, let's let's hold hold up, hold up. Let's let's go back. <laughs> so uh, we've already talked about this on this little reboot of our podcast, but I love. I think I've already talked about this movie mm. on our first on our first yes, podcast I think you did. because uh, I loved Hereditary so much mm-hmm. with that came out last year. That was like my favorite movie of last year. God, that's so crazy to me. I love that movie. I uh-huh. can, I can. I mean, about I, it for I enjoyed it, but yeah. the fact that it's your favorite movie I is so loved funny it. to me. And uh, so the second they announced that Ari Aster already had another movie in the works, because apparently mm-hmm. he didn't get to do, like, anything. Like, he was here They for, thought this was going to be his first movie in Hereditary, yeah. I think, and Hereditary moved And then Hereditary ended, oh, up, really? coming, uh-huh. ended huh. up coming out first. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he that would have played out. When, when Hereditary premiered, he was already in Yeah, they Europe. announced it immediately. They were, fil- they were filming already. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, when I heard this movie was coming out, I was like, I'm going opening night. Cause Did got, you? Yeah, I went oh, opening night. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> full theater. It was a full theater on opening night. And was that, it? Yeah. It's awesome. Did it, did it end with a full theater? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there was, uh, there was definite uh, audible noises throughout the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I decided, I, I was like, boys, I'm going to make you sit through this movie. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, I will say, this movie, I feel like, is way easier to recommend to somebody than Hereditary. But would you? I think well, I would. He's <laughs> I, the I one think, person to ask. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he literally went and saw it twice. If I can watch people. it with you, I'll recommend it to you, because I want to see you watch it, which mm-hmm. is exactly right. what I did last night. Right. Yep. So, uh... Yeah, Andy kept turning to, between the two of us just to look at <laughs> our reaction during certain scenes. Yep. I was mad as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, general thoughts. General thoughts on the... Well, what, what is Midsummer about, Sammy? What is Midsummer about? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it, I mean, I know what the themes are, are about it, but I don't know if what's you want to the, What's the that. plot of the movie? What plot, happened? Plot of the movie? Um, <laughs> girlfriend, I, I, Danny, the main, uh-huh. the main character, has a tragic accident happen to her, and she's having a bad time about it, and terrible boyfriend is like, hey... Make you feel better. Come with my colleagues and I, my friends, to um, Pele's family's Swedish commune for for. A, They're gonna go to Sweden for mm-hmm. a couple weeks to observe the uh, the the very real tradition of the midsummer celebration. Yeah, so right. they they head on down there and they have a great time. Yeah. They enjoy the festivities and everyone leaves happy. Yeah, right. they. See a bear. They <laughs> don't worry about it. Do some oh, drugs. Don't worry about it. They, they do some drugs. Everyone leaves happy. Uh huh. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I will say I wasn't expecting both of you to be so upset with me after the movie. <laughs> well, no, I would just because just like this movie, I felt, I, I literally t- turned to Andy and I said, "Fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, shame on me." Yes, because you brought over Hereditary. And I went you, and saw Hereditary in theaters. Yeah, yeah. see, I So did. I knew what I was going into with this movie. 
Kind of. I knew tonally it was going to be an upsetting time. And that's what I got. You <laughs> put me under the influence and then put on Hereditary. I sure did. <laughs> You're glad you didn't do that for Midsummer because yeah. I would have oh had a God. terrible time. I would have been like the boyfriend sitting at the dinner table near the end. like <laughs> He's having a rough What's time. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, then he drags me to this one. He didn't drag me. I wanted to see it. <laughs> but it is a... Yeah, I had also wanted to see this. And I was trying to explain <laughs> it to Kenzie. Like, it's a bad time, but... Because it is supposed to be. Like, it's not a yeah. bad movie. It, like, I didn't hate the movie because it does exactly what it wants to do and it does it really, really well. So it's a great movie, but it's a bad time. That's a whole <laughs> classification of movies I have that it started with me watching Requiem for a Dream. Uh-huh. Like, great movie. I never want to watch it again. Right. right. Yes. Except in, that, in this case, this and Hereditary are both in that, in that category and I will only watch them again. Showing them I'm showing people. them to other people because I want I will, other people to experience it, but I will never, for my own enjoyment, watch. I want movie. to see them both a second time, just for all the things that he puts in the background and sure, references a, to yes. throughout he's, the movie. He's very I noticed good. a lot of that in this movie yeah. too. Yes, and some are very obvious, and others I'm like, uh-huh. I know I missed some There's stuff. And that's some, what I want yeah. to talk about. Yes. Some stuff that I'm sure I missed. Ari Aster is very good about placing things in an extremely like deep depth of field. So there's mm-hmm. things going on in the background. That are not important, but if you notice them, they're it they're referencing. Later. Like you so pointed like, out, like the skinning of the fool that the kids are playing at the very first day that they get there. Mm-hmm. The and the person who notices it is Mark. He says, "What are they doing?" And they said, "Oh, skin the fool." And then oh, I thought the, it was the the couple, the boyfriend from no, the no, couple. it was Mark, and he's oh, okay. the one he's, that is the fool that fool. gets skinned at the end. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. And he's in like a jester's outfit yeah. at the very end. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, yeah. and when they first when they first get to the village, um, it's it's interesting because they're like talking. It, mm-hmm. It's the movie doesn't feel like super creepy cult stuff doesn't really start happening till a while after they get there. Sure, day two. It, it puts day you two or into day three. that mindset. It puts you into the mindset. And if you if you're looking at it, it's like they get there and they're talking to people and they're having conversations. Mm-hmm. But if you look in the background, like all the Swedish people are like holding their hands up to the sky and like uh, they're doing kind of culty things sure. right off the bat but it's not it's not calling to that but you can notice it if it's right. there mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like planting these things of like oh that's weird mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even uh, yeah. it's just, it's just a, and the boyfriend is just a ter- just so terrible yes. the whole time he he's is. such a and I and, and they do a good job of like that is someone like it's not too out of like, that wouldn't really happen. Like, no, that I is something that very, happens a lot. I think it's a very realistic portrayal of... Like, he's about to break up with her, and then her whole family dies. It's a very... Right. And then he's like, well, now I can't I can't break up with her. Yeah. I'm stuck with her because she had a tragic time, so I have to stay with her. It's a very like, toxic and, like, unhealthy relationship yes. on both ends. But sure. I think the movie definitely, right off the bat, puts you in Danny's right. camp. Her side. Yes. And so, because... And, and Ari has talked about this a couple times but he it's like both both of them are not healthy in this relationship no. they're both codependent on each other yes. in the worst ways but it's easy for us to hate christian uh-huh. because yes. he's a dick yes and he does a lot of he's, really shitty things he's so he just doesn't think he only is thinking for himself like right. the whole movie yeah like the way he like so quickly um josh disappears and they're like, oh, our book disappeared he completely too. Throws and then he's immediately like, he's not our friend. Yep. <laughs> like, just so quick and so selfish. Or, and or all the things where, like, Danny's in crisis and he, like, uh-huh. comforts her, kind of. 
and then because he, he knows his head on the back, like, they're there because he knows he has to, uh-huh. but not because he wants to. And I think to. probably the two most important shots, two most important shots in the entire movie, is at the very beginning. The mirror, not Ooh. the mirror. No. So when when we find out what happened to Danny's parents and sister, uh-huh. and she is having a full on Tony Collette sob cry, oh, yeah. like in Hereditary. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, oh that's side side note. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever seen grief portrayed better in film than in this right. and her. I was going to say. Florence Pugh? Florence Pugh is she's an doing incredible an crier. Uh-huh. And, and she is scream sobbing. It's guttural. I was going to say that she. this is the first time in a movie that I've like seen realistic mm-hmm. ups, like people being upset. Mm-hmm. Like it's they, Wailing, She does such a good screaming. job. And like how she like reacts or like starts to begin to yeah. cry or like walks away. and like Extremely Yes, realistic. it's such a good job. And that shot when it says kind of like a slow push in out uh-huh. the window and, mm-hmm. and we see Christian is there, he's holding her, he's comforting mm-hmm. her, but he's not present. He's not invested. He's, no. he's there and he's like patting, he's there, he's comforting her. And then the, the shot that mirrors that mm-hmm. at the end, once she figures out that Christian is engaging in a creepy sex uh-huh. cult activity. Ooh, having a great time. <laughs> and she has her second breakdown. Uh-huh. And all the women are there with her. They are invested in her pain. Doing the exact same and they are uh-huh. they're actively participating in it with her to share her pain. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the moment where it's kind of like, okay, she's part of this now. Yeah. Uh-huh. A good comparison is like they're doing that like breathing with her while all the ladies they're are breathing with Christian with when they're yeah. yeah, when he's getting it on. Yeah. Boy. And so <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> This movie made me feel so uncomfortable. Do you? So, there's been several (laughs) readings of the ending. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think it's... Were you happy with the ending? Do you like what Christian got? Do you think that he deserved... I almost thought that she was going to pick the other person just to, like, throw your perspective Mm -hmm. off. Like, or throw your, like, expectations off. Because, like, the entire movie is building up for her to Uh pick him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it totally makes sense and it works that she picks him. But I almost was like, oh, is she going to still, and, like, point out, like, no matter what, you still, like, go to that toxic relationship. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. like, thought maybe she still would pick the other guy. But then I I get the, I don't know. Uh, Should I be happy for her? I don't know. No, I, I, I think it's... And, Are and you just specifically is, saying, did Christian get what he deserved? Did he... What he did, did that warrant what happened to him at the end? He was... I'd say yes. I will argue that he was under a love spell. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Not, I mean, up before that point. I mean, obviously, to that point. He, like, very willingly, like, ate the food and then took that drink. Yeah. Knowing that there was See, that, a... That's the thing, is, like, the the second time he gets offered, like, the special drink, and he tries to refuse it at first. He goes, no, I'm I'm good. And she goes, no, you should drink it. He could just not drink it. Yeah. There's no reason but he, was like, he has to, like, oh, okay. fuck it, and he downs it. You know? Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. reason for him to do that. He just goes along, and he's like, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I think it takes a long time for them to get him there, but mm-hmm. in the end, it is his fault for doing all that and for being a piece of shit basically right. and he chooses to do it yes and i think that the his friends all both embody like bad parts about uh-huh you know toxic masculinity sure. and in relationships and i think it's really smart by having um i cannot remember his name but the kid from we are the millers oh um, mark uh, eyebrows yeah mark <laughs> mark is his name, I think his mark name is there. william his, the actor's name is William. Yeah. yeah, Sid from Poulter Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> but Mark is the a very loud, m- 
misogynistic asshole yeah. that is mean to Danny for no reason and is com- trying to convince Christian the whole time to dump his longtime girlfriend mm-hmm. so he can go have sex in Sweden. Right. And, and don't end up the girl. And it, it just continues in when they like are at the commune and he like has no respect for anything yeah. that's going on. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna go take a nap instead of going with them. Or like Which he'll just walk off. For his benefit, and, I, and think, I think I mean but... he, he he was like, Why'd you let me sleep? I wanted to see that. He was like, Why'd you let me but I think that? that having that character mm-hmm. right next to Christian's character makes Christian seem like so for the most a better of me, person, but he yeah, is. it's like you can kind of understand why she's with him. Mm-hmm. You can understand why she would stay with him because he has moments of like being nice and mm-hmm. moments of trying, but underlying all of it kind of seems fake, and he's in it. For, he's in it for what he gets out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. After the one cliff ceremony thing, <sighs> when they come back and she's like upset, and he just goes, "You need a moment," and she like walks off <laughs> yeah. on her own, and, and he like, doesn't yeah, you go, go take a minute. Yeah, you go take some time to yourself. Yeah, it's like what? No. <laughs> And he Don't immediately goes to try and figure out how he can use it to his game. Uh-huh. How he can make that his thesis. Yes. It's, this movie is so weird to me. I mean, this is intentional. It's exactly what Hereditary did in, this, in the same way with, like, dialogue and the way people interact. It's very real and unreal at the same time. Mm-hmm. Where it's, it's heightened. It's extremely heightened. Yes. And it's like, it's, this is a very real portrayal of, a, like, a relationship that happens taken to extremes yes and it's like yes somebody that lost her parents and mm-hmm. sister would react tragically like, tragically yeah. would react like this but it's also the way it happened is so mm-hmm. in- insanely heightened and just yes. like the uh, severed head of charlie and hereditary uh-huh. i don't think i'll ever get the image of the sister with the hose oh, taped yeah. to her taped to her face well, out of my brain <laughs> when she sees her in the bathroom when she's having her first trip like mm-hmm. behind her when yeah. she first goes in the bathroom i was like oh man she has her when she she takes the sleeping pills the one night and has kind of like a bad Uh, trip and then the next night asks for sleeping pills again uh, and has her really bad trip what's Mm -hmm. what's the better staying awake and thinking about what's going on or taking the pill yeah i get it but when she has that one and the it shows the her parents and sister at the side of the, mm-hmm. the cliff. Yes. And the sister, like, wakes up and looks at her. It's yeah. so scary. Oh, and then the reverse head smash in her dream, too. I mean, too. the head smashes are all oh, The head horrific. smashes are insane. And, and it's kind of... And, for, like... There's so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the movie is is heading towards that place. But when it gets to the cliff, that's, like, the real... The first real gore that you see in yeah. the movie. And it is intense. It's crazy. The slow motion, slow motion her face, yeah, smash, smacking. Yep, and then his legs when he decided to pencil dive. Yeah, mm-hmm. not the time to pencil dive, man. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming what I was thinking was that is his family that come up and hit him with the hammer and take turns hitting him with the hammer. No, I mean, I, they're all technically family. Yeah, I think they're oh, okay. all just part of the the. So why? The so why four people when one did the trick? Pro- they were probably. Angry. For ruining the moment. I don't no, know if they were angry. I don't know. I I thought it is that they were... Because it was it was a, an elder and three younger people. Mm. So I feel like it was him teaching the younger right. people... What happens. Oh, what you gotta, in this situation, you gotta do this. And they're mm-hmm. all... Like, they're all... It seems like they're all angry, but I think what it really is is they're all feeling his pain. 
So they're that letting, makes sense towards the end. So they're yeah. like screaming, and uh-huh. they do it again at the end when, yes. when all the other guys are like, "Oh fuck, fuck, what do we do?" Yeah, where they all start screaming in agony and pain, and I don't think it's they're angry that he messed up the ceremony. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, "We feel you. We feel your pain. We're with you. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna, to, now we're yeah. gonna come take." Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> they're. <laughs> So then the lady explains, because the, the couple is freaking out. Um, Simon and I can't remember what the one other the, girl's name is. One of parts is that they're, yeah, Connie and No, Simon. they start to freak out, and the, the and one lady, else like, like, shrugs her hand, like, why like, is she is getting upset? What's going on? Why are they freaking out? Like, as if... The brother's like, I tried to warn them, but Pele didn't. No, Pele no, was Pele, an asshole. No, Pele did. Pele, Pele just no, did. No, but Pele... He was, says when they're like, 72, he does the... And they laughed, and then they moved on. So, like... He, that was his exploration. Yeah, but he also doesn't say, what, exactly. like, what is going to happen tomorrow? And he's like, I can't explain that. You, you can't, can't explain You can like, explain that. Just because you said when someone hits yeah. 72, they die, doesn't mean... So hey, he doesn't really explain tomorrow. it. So then no. the lady gets mad that the brother didn't explain it well, but Paley didn't either. But mm-hmm. also... Paley's a real dick in this movie, too. <laughs> but <laughs> and but like, he's such a good guy. No, but here's the thing. <laughs> no. Paley doesn't care. No. Pele doesn't have to care because all the people that they bring from the outside right. are it's, there to be a sacrifice. Right, that's yeah. his they're whole either, game. They're either there to join, you know, they're bringing them mm-hmm. with the intention that you're gonna you're gonna mate and then right. we're gonna kill you, or you're gonna join, right. and or you're gonna become a sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think Pele had any intention of any of these people leaving. I do have a theory that Pele knew that Danny. Was going to come be the May Queen. It feels like a setup. He points that out. He's like, "I'm so happy that you're coming." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he points out the May Queen pretty early mm-hmm. on. And well, he draws her. The drawing he gives her has the May, May Queen crown on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so and, I and I, it winks at you. I guess this, mm-hmm. is, this is the time that I can go into this. Wait, oh, there was a theory. Okay, and I was eyeing for it this time when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning, when we see. Danny's parents asleep in the house, mm-hmm. and it starts in the mirror. They're not asleep though. They are asleep. They're yeah, breathing. That's what happens with them. They are breathing. Yes, that's what happens. Oh, see, I thought it was just showing them dead, and you didn't realize it's, it. Uh, carbon monoxide poisoning is you just yes, sleep. Right, right. So the the wallpaper mm-hmm. is very floral. Sure. And it's very dark, but there is definitely flowers next to the mom's bed. Sure. Which is a strange place to have flowers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all right, I'm with you so far. Is that implying? That possibly it was Pele. Pele's set up. Yes, because the other thing is, and many mm-hmm. people, have, and a lot of people pointed this out as a criticism of the movie. That people in intense depression and suicide don't go the way that Danny's sister go. That's a. I mean, and it's, it's a, a very, very drawn out. It's a process. very drawn out theatrical way to go. Mm-hmm. Also, would the way she's positioned doesn't really look like she would be able to like put that mask on herself right. and start the car. And then go walk all the way back in. Uh-huh. It's very... Well, she could have started the car and then go put the mask It's on. possible. But it's a very drawn out and weird way to go about it. Mm-hmm. And would she throw... Would you still throw up? Because the parents didn't. She has throw up on right, her. She face. had throw up on her. Chest. Right. So, and like Pele kind of knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get her... Like, it's very possible and it's left ambiguous for a reason. But... Sure. Did they do that to get Danny to come to right. join the community? Because, mm. I mean, he they've been friends. I don't know. You know, it doesn't say how long they've all been friends, but mm-hmm. he knows her. Yeah. yeah. And he knows they've been together for a long time. And he knows that Christian doesn't and all of his friends are pieces of shit. Yeah. 
and has heard them talking about Danny the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then he, there are several times where he's like, I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Specifically, mm-hmm. he says, I lost my parents in a, in a fire. fire. Oh, that uh-huh. just hit me. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but then, then uh, it's interesting that he does it a couple times where he's like, mm-hmm. I know what you're going through. And uh, going he's with like, no, theory I really do. Because I, I, I was the one that set it up. That's uh-huh. yeah. interesting. So, the, I mean, it's possible. I don't know if I like that more than it uh-huh. just happening, but I, right. I, 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 there's definite things there that that are the basis of a theory for that. Yes. Right. With the flowers and, and all that. And it's, it's very, it, I could see that being. You know, also when happened. she. When it fast forwards to after that happens and she wakes up in bed, the poster that's above her bed is the bear. Is a bear and a little girl in a flower crown. Multiple posters or mm-hmm. the artwork in her apartment uh-huh. reflect what happens later. There's a lot yep. of floral. Yes. Well, the, literally There's... the first shot of the movie is a like three panel like floral painting of what happens in the movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To a T, it says exactly everything that happens in the movie, mm-hmm. including yeah. the parents and sister. If you look on the side, I'd have to like look up a picture because I was trying to like look at it, memorize it, like Every what's going to happen. Every single time you yeah. see a drawing, it tells yes. you and, something. That's and happening. that's intentional because yes. like this movie is very like told like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Like even the camera is very ethereal and floaty, and mm-hmm. it's like from everyone's perspective that's not Danny, it's a full horror movie. Mm-hmm. But all of Danny's experiences are very like fairy tale, wondrous kind sure. of. Versus the couple parts that aren't. Yeah. But but all, <laughs> all the, stuff the happy stuff. All the stuff that's <laughs> scary to the other guys are not as scary to Danny because she's mm-hmm. for once feeling part of a community right. and, and seen and held. Relationship and... And mm-hmm. so I, I liked that he and Ari Aster said he had that commissioned. It's a real piece of artwork sure, that he had wow. commissioned. Mm-hmm. And um, just... At, it, it, yeah, it says exactly what happens in the movie but it's yep. not there long enough for you to find out. Right. But right. having seen it, I was looking at it and going, oh, yep, yep, yep. there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, kind of sets up this fairy tale type of storytelling, which the movie goes off on. I would say the um, camera work and the, the cinematography is amazing. Incredible. And the transitions, especially early on, are amazing when... Um, she goes to the bathroom to yeah, cry. Yeah, the bathroom, mm-hmm. which really is cool. the airplane. Yeah. Uh, when they are traveling to the specific... Area of swing, yeah, and it it's all above it them. It flips upside. It's oh, like the flips upside, upside down, yeah. down mm-hmm. and then goes. It transitioned from the sky back rightward. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible, and there's so much. I like the one where he uh, Christian gets paralyzed, and mm-hmm. they close his eyes, and it literally does half the screen at right. a time and when they, they close, op- and then they open, open it, it half. The, which makes me think like he literally wasn't sleeping. He was just so paralyzed mm-hmm. that he they yeah. literally had to close his own eyes and mm-hmm. open his own it's eyes because he was that paralyzed. Yep. And there's so much of framing and setup in the shots that's it's very deliberate and not subtle but it's so not subtle in a way that it it calls so much attention to it that you are unsettled by it like every time something is directly center of frame it calls attention to itself but not in a way that's like it's very overt and it's like oh clearly it's supposed to make me feel like uncomfortable but it works like every single time it happens ruben just being in the background Ruben is <laughs> no. Ruben's fucking unchained. <laughs> like, I hate that. He, yeah. So Ruben draw like draws paintings and mm-hmm. they interpret that into their scripture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. And I don't sure. I don't know why other than like it's probably connected to some themes. But at the mm-hmm. end when he's just like sitting at a cloud mm-hmm. desk, painting painting uh-huh. yeah. mm-hmm. is so weird. Yes. <laughs> One thing I don't entirely enjoy is. Um, Ari Aster's fascination with like 
physically disabled people, <laughs> which yeah, it's it's yeah. to a point specifically to make you feel uncomfortable. But like Charlie and Hereditary is a girl that looks like that. She has yes, she yes. has a specific. But she is she is played as it is uncomfortable to look at her in that movie, and you're supposed to. But yeah. she is. I mean, she's good at what she's doing. Like, there's no right. She is framed as like it's uncomfortable to look at her because of the way she looks and what is played is like uncomfortable. This and, one, and I, I looked it up, the actor who plays Ruben does not look like that. They've done that, but it's just multiple times close-ups on his fucking ugly, disfigured face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Other to make people feel uncomfortable? <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, well... I don't love it. I get why. I don't love it, however. Yes. I know that that character specifically is supposed to be there as a comment on the Swedish government. Oh, is it? Yes, because there is an insane problem with white supremacy in Sweden at the, at the moment. Ah. And so it's mm. kind of, it's a comment in the way that, like, because he's a, he's a product of inbreeding. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's of, so casual when he just points uh, yeah. that out. <laughs> but the other guy was like, yeah, we stick away from the taboo, uh-huh. except for this thing. Yes, it's, right. it's okay for this, because this is a tradition. <laughs> I think that's the comment he's mm-hmm. making on the Swedish government, because sure. they have a lot of those people that have very fucked up ideals uh-huh. but it's tradition but it's tradition it's always been like that so right. that's why they keep and that's doing. what a lot of this movie is I, that's yeah, something i wanted to bring well. up too was like in this i mean it relates to our government and culture and stuff like when he points out that the the old the elders die at 72 mm-hmm. and then she her explanation was like how is it any different than what you guys do to your elders when you put them in a home put them in a nursing home mm-hmm. so like which way would you guys want to go I, I don't want to go off the cliff, <laughs> personally. I'd no. rather I'm die pencil, in a I'm a pencil diver. I'm cannonball. <laughs> I'm going cannonball. You go ass first into the rock? Yeah. Uh, I also I think my that, spine to come through my head. Oh, like, if I get to the point where I can't function and I'm mm-hmm. a burden, then yes, I'd probably be okay going. But, like, at 72, the hard cutoff, and that's when mm-hmm. you go? Like, those it, people weren't... The math checks out with the seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing after 72. I mean, a good point, though. Those two people... Didn't look like they were like decrepit old Burdens people. Like anyone, I feel right. like they could have given them an, another eighteen years. Like I don't know. I get, mm-hmm. I, but that would put them. Well, at men 90. on average only live. I think the the male average is still in the like higher seventies. Like seventy six used to be the, the mm-hmm. how long men on oh, average okay. live. So it's very. Possible. I mean, it's true that the lady lo- was looking longer, a lot better than the the yes. dude, the seventy two year old mm-hmm. dude looked. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah, he looked fucking decrepit. While she just yeah. looked like a. a Great grandmother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, so I mean that's that's a good point. Um, but yeah, let us know how would you like to go out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something that I noticed this time that I didn't notice the first time, and I hadn't read anything about it online, is so it they don't overtly say that they're at Christian's apartment, but I figured out that they were when when they're hanging out, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Danny's coming up. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys told me to invite her, just so uh-huh. you know." And they're like. Right. <laughs> um, but all of... There are scarecrows hidden everywhere oh, in Christian's are? apartment. Huh. No, like, not just scarecrows. Like, the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz is in framed oh. pictures. Like, <laughs> hidden in the background. How weird. And I was noticing... It's, like, so obvious that, like, all the paintings and stuff are, like, to reference other things. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, she wouldn't have those paintings up on her wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I mean, maybe it's she, for a purpose. Well, maybe but... she would. Maybe she's into art and she's a psychology major. Right, so. yeah. I mean, you're and, right. And, but a couple of them, I was like, well. <laughs> but his, like, the scarecrow being there, and immediately I saw the Wizard of Oz scarecrow mm-hmm. in a framed pa- in a framed picture, and I was like, oh, if he only had a brain. Uh-huh. So it's like, mm-hmm. definitely, and, and Ari Aster has since 
said, like, I didn't mean it like this, but of mm -hmm. course it's the pull quote from everything. Because, right. Uh, a little bit before it was supposed, this movie was going to come out, Some he was at a function and was drunk, mm -hmm. and somebody said, how would you describe Hereditary? And he said, The Wizard of Oz for perverts. And so, that became, <laughs> so that became the pull quote for, that's for everything. That's so funny. And he's like, I wish I'd never said that, because that's mm -hmm. not how I would describe uh -huh. the movie, but I guess that's how it I mean, now that I'm is. thinking about it, like, who, who's... So he, Christian's the Scarecrow. Danny's obviously Dorothy, mm -hmm. and then you have who, who? Who's Josh? Is he the Tin Man? Uh, I would say Mark's Mark. Mark, because he doesn't have a heart. He doesn't have a heart. Oh, okay. So then that makes uh, Josh the Cowardly, Cowardly Lion. Lion. Does it? Huh. I don't know. I guess you could well, I mean, you could do any sort of reading into right, it yeah. right, to get there. But that's cool. That's a cool. Like, that's a cool thought that it's for perverts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing but I, no place like home. She one thing I had home. a problem that was, I mean, not, I mean it's a nitpick, but it's, it's like because everything is so heightened in this movie, the first, I think, hour of it, I had a hard time like feeling, and I, I know it's, it's the whole movie is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable, you know, through every, every yeah. single thing. And it's, it just made me sometimes feel um, a difficulty in, understanding why Christian is friends with these guys. Yeah. And then, I mean, I understand why she's with him because it's implied history. Yeah. But, like, mm -hmm. they, the, the scenes you have interacting with Christian and his friends are all so awkwardly set up to make you feel uncomfortable in every situation that you don't see them have normal interactions. No one interacts like they're friends. Yeah. You know, so but, it's very I mean, they weird. could just be colleagues because they're going for their thesis sure, papers. Well, well, and they're, they're all... No, they they're all it's just Josh, oh, and then they're yeah. tagging along. So, like, what's Josh Mark and, bring to that table? But know? they're all kind of going for their right. own reasons. Right. Because, like, oh, Pele okay, is going... Yeah. Pele is going... Because it's his right. family. And well, and right. he's trying to right. get right. them there. He's bringing there. everyone there. Um, Josh is going because he wants to do his thesis. Mark is going because he wants to fuck Swedish women. And I think that Christian's going because he wants to get away from Danny. Right. And then that all happens, and he, he ends up bringing her along. Bringing her along. Mm -hmm. She's going to escape. And then every chance he everything. gets, he tries to get away from her, something mm -hmm. that he exactly. checks out. So, like, I, I understand. It's just like their relationship. Right. They're kind of codependent on each other. Yeah. But do they actually have, like, a good relationship right. with it's, each other? Because it's, it's not... It would make you feel, I think, more, like, more invested what happens to them if you saw, like, earlier on, more camaraderie between them. But it doesn't have... Sorry, I got an email. <laughs> it doesn't have to do that. I guess I mess with it. <laughs> um, it. You know, it still worked for me. I still understood. But mm -hmm. it was like... And, and it's like... Hereditary did a lot of the same stuff with interactions where he lets everything have such a, a long breath. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel so uncomfortable. It's just sometimes it felt like it's being uncomfortable for uncomfortable sake rather than it mm -hmm. being a point or a normal interaction. It's like, this silence has been going yeah. on for too long for a regular scene. I do think that Midsummer is way longer than it needs to be. And you know what's funny? I looked up last night. I don't know if you know this. He has a much longer cut. It was originally rated NC-17, and to get oh. around that, he cut a half hour yeah. out, and he plans to put... There's going to be a director's cut, and I'm, I'm going to fucking watch it. I'm assuming most of the half hour is going to come back. Yeah. But it's two hours and 30 minutes already. I don't know if I could take three hours. Three of hours it. of it. Because it's, I mean... Yeah, but it's NC-17. It's I, for the perverts. It's more, it's, well... Most of that's probably dick and, you know, gore. Mm -hmm, you know, yeah. who, or, you know, who knows. But I'm assuming it's most like penises give you an Did he have a longer bar, cut so. of Hereditary? I don't Not think he did. Oh, okay. No. And I think Hereditary is, it's like two hours and two minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And it like it's pretty tight, but it mm-hmm. still feels long because of so many drawn Silent, out scenes. Silent, awkward, right, long yeah. pauses, yeah. which it helps, yeah. it helps oh, settle the scenes. Yes, I did read he did. There's a, over an hour of extra footage in Hereditary, but it's all just more like family conversations. Oh, and which you um, don't cut need. out all of right, it. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know what you gain from adding another half hour to this, because at an hour 45, I had the idea, and it's two and a half hours. I do know that there's a sequence that's in the trailers that mm-hmm. is nowhere in the movie. Interesting. There's that's like right. a whole thing where the whole cult is like at night, mm-hmm. and you never see the whole cult at night. Right. So I know there's something. I'm like sure that there is a. I'd have to rewatch the like original trailer again. I thought for sure there was a part where it said this only happens every 300 years. He says 90 years in the movie. Does which he say I it also in the movie? was wondering what what that was about because they make a point to say this never happens, but also it clearly the, happens all the time. So the, I was gonna say it, it no. looks like it's set up like it needs to happen every year. No, right. no. So the the May Queen mm. festival. Where they, they get a May Queen. That happens every a year. A summer solstice. And they have a summer they have a summer solstice. The midsummer where they do the large feast mm. and they bring people in and sacrifice them. Because they're not telling them what they're doing for the whole mm. they're just like, okay, well here's today's festivities, and then right. they, they go along. But I the the feast and the bringing people and that sort of thing, that is annoying. every night. Okay, years. but the, the May Queen is every year. Yes. Okay. And they, they have a summer solstice. I was, I was having a hard time reconciling that through the movie because I didn't. That makes more sense now. Yes. Because I was like, yeah, so clearly a summer solstice happens like every year that they're celebrating, but right. it must be this specific version. Yeah. Is which is now kind of funny now that I think about it. People only lived to seventy two in this cult, so the last time this happened, no one was alive that's currently in the cult. Right. And that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that so is, it's yeah. like they're only doing based on what they know from tradition. Exactly. And how soon when you turn 72? Do they wait to the summer solstice? Or are they like, I, think like, so. yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> the, uh, Good, I gotta, I gotta, no, wait, no. Wait, when, when, I would, I would get a whole nother year. Almost. Almost. It's my birthday, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, can we talk about one of the characters and his fate? Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, we're, we've we're been past No, no, I'm yeah. just like, can we get into it? Yeah. Simon. Oh, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about that, too. So, um... Christian Christian uh, does the deed. A uh, lady pushes his butt, uh-huh. and he like doesn't like it. <laughs> and he runs away, mm-hmm. and he's flopping around, and he's trying to figure out where to go. So he picks the farm, or I guess where the animals are at. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a and, chicken coop. Yeah, chicken coop. Yep. Um, and, and there's our boy Simon. Simon, who got away on the truck apparently, but uh-huh. nope. <laughs> I mean, no one no one chicken. believed that, but mm-hmm. they hung around anyway. Which was another thing was like. What's that body thing? Why were why were none of the like main people like wanting to leave after the? Well, I know why Josh didn't want to leave, and Christian. But like, why did Danny like not want to? I guess she does, doesn't she? she, she I mean, she, she starts to back up. She basically stuff. voices that. But yeah, no she one voices okay. it, but she also that's immediately when they start including her. Right. When uh, everyone else is like leaving her alone, he sits down yeah, and talks keep, with her. And, yeah, yeah okay. they keep distracting. Okay, hey, go do this thing with and us. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, do you want to come help us make food? And they bring uh, her into the okay. kitchen. Like, gotcha. immediately after that, they start including her. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. she starts, like, making friends with the one lady mm-hmm. who uh, who helps her at the end right. with the dancing, which so, I'm sure is set up for her to right. win. Right, yes. I, that's, I, do they, they do such a good job of making it look like it wasn't a setup for her to win, but I'm like, it had to have been it a setup for her to win. So... Connie and Simon have left and gone home, and um, then it turns out that but no, she, they because hadn't, because you hear Connie scream in the woods, and no one even bats an eye. 
Like, yeah. there's, like, it cuts to everybody like the, hearing her screaming, and they're like, oh. The person who has the most reaction to it is Mark, and then he's immediately taken out of it by seeing a girl. Yep. <laughs> yes. So it's like. Yeah, it's like. And he's and they like, do he's the nothing least about it. But, so Christian comes in on the chicken coop, mm-hmm. and he sees Simon hanging there with mm-hmm. some flowers for eyes, mm-hmm. still alive. Yes. Because his lungs, mm-hmm. his lungs are out his of his. That's a, that's a real thing. That's a real that torture. A, that's a real yeah. torture technique from medieval. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So what they so they Vikings. opened him up from the back, and just took his lungs out. Just, so why? What? It, it allows you to breathe a little bit until yeah. you die. It's some some way to like preserve. Like they wanted to kill him, mm-hmm. but they wanted to preserve him until it was time for everyone else to die. Oh, right. okay. So because so like, he died first. So that makes sense. Yes. So okay. instead of like having a decomposing body for a couple days, how do they right. not have Christian or anybody else walk in on the chicken coop before that point? Because well, I feel let like go they, in the chicken coop. I guess, yeah. but they, they told him not to go in the temple, some, but not someone standing chicken. outside. They probably had yeah. someone standing outside, but at this right. point, everyone was a little preoccupied right. with other things. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drugs and whatnot. Okay, so that makes sense. So. Is it his body that is on the table at the festival or at the the feast? When no, that wasn't that's not no, a real body. It's just shaped like the food is shaped like body. But it's like a carcass. It's not. It's made of. It's it. It's not a. It. It's like a roast that has mm-hmm. been like okay. made to look like a body. But no. it looks a little more real and moving because everyone's drugs. on drugs. And, and that part is crazy. And it, every time, I'm convinced there's a part when she wins the May Queen thing and they're walking to that table. That I saw a huge face in the, in the trees. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. You absolutely did, because I saw, I saw it too the first time. Okay. Because I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah there's a huge face in the trees. And from the first time they take the drugs mm-hmm. at the beginning, the, when, when they first the get there. Grass mm-hmm. and the trees yeah, move. From, from that scene on, every single scene, the color grading goes up. So it gets a little oh, brighter, brighter every single scene. Until cool. the end, when it's extremely bright and colorful. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about the just the weird moving in the background is there's a couple points where, because they were like, this is the hottest time of the year. It looks like when it's really mm-hmm. hot, and it looks like mm-hmm. the waves the are waves. moving when it's hot out. But then you're like, no, the trees the are... Her, yeah. her flowers are moving. It's, yeah, extremely, with her. it's extremely subtle in all the right ways. Because it could have been just been it could have been like in, so obvious in guardians 2 when they are going through yes. and everyone's like morphing like it could I mean, have been like great. that but it kind of has that with some of their faces and stuff i want to watch that so scene subtle. when she wins the the uh may queen and the people are coming up and congratulating her i want to watch that in slow motion because the people's faces are they like distort, slightly yeah. wider apart or a guy's eye like moves a little bit yeah. like i want to watch it in slow motion to see because obviously but it's so quick and like so subtle that you're like not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe that person just was looking like, but it's 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 so well done on the drug aspect of it, of like things happening in the background, and just like with like the pictures and stuff, the things happening in the background are just as crazy as what's happening right in front mm-hmm. of you. It's just there's a bear. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I also was like wondering if it was going to go more of a hereditary route. With the reference of the dark one or the black one or whatever Where they call it, be like supernatural, but which it really... is actually it has a very similar body horror aspect to it. Yeah, you know? right. They do very similar, things. but they just put, make Christian the representation of that when they burn him. Mm-hmm. That they're getting yes. rid of that thing for the another or for another ninety which years. Which is which is another thing that's like 
are they really doing anything, or are they just doing this because it's tradition? Right. Right. Like, is there really anything there to be afraid of? Right, there's no, necessarily, there's no proof that they've done anything and worthwhile. They, it, it's just that they do it. They do it, right. And, it, I mean... And like no, I said, there's they, no they one alive who did it before. Right, and there's so no tales of, like, the thing coming back because they didn't do it. I mm -hmm. wonder, they'd be cool to see if there is. Like, this, there's one time they didn't do it, and they all died. Or, you know, like, yeah. something bad happened, but... It's, it's, it is so interesting to think about, like, they're not doing this because someone's done it before and they're telling them to mm -hmm. do it. It's, they're literally, because it's tradition, literally no one's done it before, but because they've done it 90 mm -hmm. years ago, they're going to do it again right. every mm -hmm. 90 years. And that's just wild. They're like, traditions are like, we're just going to do it because that's what the commune has mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Crazy. I want to go join. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I didn't catch was the... Commune, the people, so it comes to the nine sacrifices. Mm -hmm. um, and I just don't know how the numbers were expected to work out, except for they did. And then I, which we oh, can yeah. talk about. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. I can okay. help, I so, can help, but yeah. the other thing I want to talk about real quick before we get to that is the, the two people have to volunteer. Mm -hmm. So the yep. brother does, and then this other guy does. And what they say is the reasoning is because they both brought newcomers. Right? Isn't that what they say? But that other guy couldn't have, because there wasn't any other newcomers there except for what the brother bought, brought and what Pele brought. But the two I think there's supposed to be more that you just don't see. I think from that first scene is that there's more outsiders. If I remember, I mean, I may be wrong. Yeah, I or are you just? I'm not sure. It implies that they both, or just right. like one of them did. Mm -hmm. But it, it seemed like because you both brought people, you were being sacrificed. But because Pele brought us the May Queen, he gets celebrated. But you two brought people, so you it's get the, a, well, you're the one there. They volunteered. Right. Right, but they still... It, they, I swear it said something along the lines of, because you both brought newcomers. Mm. Unless they were both together and the brother and Maybe. him both brought the know. couple. I don't know. I just thought that... I was like, that guy... What, who's that it. guy and who did he bring? Because... Yeah. So then... I thought it just had to do with him having done, like, a good job or something. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Do, right. Dealing with the newcomers or something like right. that. Or, right. Um, hitting uh, Josh on the head. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So then talk to me about numbers, because we have okay. how many people? We got, so we got Danny. Well, oh, but you, there's nine sacrifices. Right, yes. And Danny's I'm just not thinking, a Which I don't understand. No, I'm just thinking Connie. about... <laughs> I'm just thinking... Oh, yeah. But I'm just thinking numbers that they brought, because mm -hmm. they know they need four newcomer sacrifices. Right. Why do they bring six people? Because they had Because some of the, the... Not all of them are going to get sacrificed. Right. But what do you do to those? So if it you doesn't, figure it out when you get there. I can, but yeah. like, if it, why kill them if it? So would they just be okay with killing someone if it wasn't for the sacrifice? Probably. That's what I want. That's yeah, what I'm wondering. Is like, if they bring accidentally bring like twenty people, they're like, oh well, we only need four of you. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, why bring six? Why not so, make sure that you bring two and you bring two? Right. So there's the, there's the, um, the four guys, or the. Three guys? Christian, Three guys. Christian, Mark, and, and Josh. Josh. And then there's the, the two the guys that volunteered. And then there's oh, sorry, Simon, Simon and Connie. Mm -hmm. And then there's the two, and they just mention it, but there was two people that volunteered and they died and they made them into like... Scarecrow things. Uh, yeah. With the fruit inside of him. Yeah. And then the other one had like trees Twi and stuff Twi coming out of his yeah. mouth. So that, I also want to talk about what each one represents. Mm. Because, like, one guy with the fruit was obviously looking for, like, good harvest. Mm -hmm. And then the one with the twigs was obviously, like, I, I don't know, like, trees. Growth. Nature, yeah. yeah, nature. What was Connie? <laughs> she was, like, bloated from, like, the water? 
Like her face, I don't know what, how they oh, killed yeah. her. They she put her, her in the water. They put her in the water, but then she had like pine cones and stuff on her. Yeah. So I, I don't know, maybe she's she, a, the water logged in the, the water log garden. So he was for the earth. <laughs> that was, that, that was. He um, was covered in dirt. So that was right? Josh's foot. Oh, it was? Yes, yeah. it's Josh's foot. So he gets buried in the dirt because he's for the oh, that's fertile right. dirt, fertile mm-hmm. uh-huh. ground. So then. I just couldn't place it. I was like, what the fucking foot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot that Christian sees that foot before he goes uh-huh. in and sees Christian Simon. is the, like, the beast, keeping yes. the beast yeah. away. All and the then and stuff. Mark is. The, the fool. Should not be a dick. Yeah. Basically, uh, yes. like don't be the fool. So that's I, it's so cool that they have those because I was like, why nine? But then it made sense. <laughs> they each represent a different Something. part of what they need yeah. to sacrifice to. Or but then what are the two volunteers? Just volunteers? Because they don't put anything on them. Yeah, I think they're just they just volunteer for it because mm-hmm. they need to they also look, sacrifice themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a great honor to do that for the community. And I feel so bad for them. I mean, I mean, you know, in a way, because they're like, here, take this, so you won't it won't feel bad. But it didn't work, and that. then it doesn't. <laughs> but nobody knows that. Right, unless, oh. unless they took it on purpose, no one knows that who was from the last festival. Right, so, so they think it'll like, work. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what reason in this community do they, do they have to take that? It's also, the, the shot is so creepy of the other guy dying because he's like, drunkily smiling mm-hmm. at the other guy and then just immediately was like, on fire. Oh, fuck! Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. screaming. Okay, wait, math for a second. Yeah. Pele's parents were part of it. Mm-hmm. Does, that ma- that, does that add up to 90? 90 years ago, his parents were a part of it, and he's only in college? No. Well, maybe that part, maybe they do sacrifice. I don't know. Right. I it's just try to figure out what the, yeah, yeah, what's the 90 years, what happens every, what happens every, I was thinking, like, this happens every year. Mm-hmm. Maybe they Because it needs to happen every year, yeah. but it's the seasons. Maybe they have smaller versions right. of it. But, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <sighs> All right, well, we're. It's so much. It's just a lot. It's a lot. And I yeah. want it, so. I still, am, I'm sure there's things we've missed. Oh, I, I didn't want to look that up last night because I was like, that's what I wanted to, because mm. we were recording this the next day. But I was like, I don't want to accidentally like look up everything and then know everything about the movie. I'd yeah. rather, I rather on, just talk about what the, my experience is of watching The trivia page were, last but, night on IMDb, and there yeah. was surprisingly few things other than stuff mm-hmm. that Ari has said. There's, okay. a, there's a couple podcasts out there that have specific like hour-long interviews with Ari Aster. Sure. They're very interesting mm-hmm. to hear and talk about. So I'm going to so, look at it. Yeah. Well, the thinking fairy tales again. The the one of the love potion thing, oh. and then that immediate that happens like right away. That starts oh, happening. Yeah. I was like, cool. That was awkward, but mm-hmm. you, I mean, makes sense for what it's, they're it's doing. It's so funny and, how not subtle that is because it's just so graphic of a depiction. On and that. it goes through each like, panel very slowly. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> it's it's made it's shot to make you uncomfortable, but it's also going, hey, this is exactly what's happening. Yes, yeah, <laughs> which is. Because I mean, it just sets you off guard. You're not expecting that, like, oh, that's just a weird painting. But no, that's exactly the thing that's happening in this moment. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Give me more Ari Aster movies with weird vocal it's like the, ticks yeah. that are scary now. Y- yep. From, yes. yep. from Hereditary, and now you've got the weird breath from this one. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, is just, it's great. Yeah. He loves, he loves doing that, and he loves just... Like stitching people back together once they've been dismembered. Uh, yeah, we would hereditary. Who gets stitched back together? Uh, the the, the girl, end of that movie. The girl. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, the, I blacked out. Uh, <laughs> gets put back together uh, okay. as like a whole person. Oh yeah, yeah. And multiple Char- people are like sewn. Uh, I was gonna say it's I just. It's I just need to Charlie, watch that again. And but then right. there's the mom that is decapitated, and right. then there's Tony Collette that also no longer has. Right, a right, right, right. Right. Okay. Now but yeah, she, Charlie has been stitched back together. 
Thank God I She's re- on I a, remember. It's just her head on a... Right, on like something. A, it's, it's, like, supposed to look like Jesus. Right. Uh, I do remember now. Thank God I don't have to watch it again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's... The, the rest of that movie made me uncomfortable. That's the only scene, like, I visually will remember is the last, like, hail payment scene. Oh. From then, because it is so unnatural and disgusting. <laughs> when I... So... <laughs> Hereditary talk for a second. When I showed it to my class, that was the only one that I went. You're so, you're so sadistic. I know. I went and watched it with my class because I had a multiple kids say, I hate horror movies, mm-hmm. and then couldn't tell me why they hated horror movies. And I was like, all right, you're going to watch Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And so I went on that day and watched it with them when they screened it. And I know that in Hereditary, probably, it's not, there's not a ton of jump scares. It's just kind of... I think un- there's one big one in the beginning, but it's a fake out. Yeah. It's very unsettling until the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But 15 minutes into Hereditary, when she's alone in her workshop and she turns off her light and her mom is standing in the mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a jump scare. It's not like loud or anything like no, that. it's but just it's, creepy. It's really creepy. Several kids in my class screamed out loud. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> you are not prepared no. for what's coming. And it was a it was a fun twenty minutes to watch. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't these are movies that you know, it's it's nice that they're we live in an age with A twenty four where mm-hmm. it is movies are not made for everyone. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about this is that for like the last almost twenty years, the main stays of popular horror has been jump scares and like gore porn. Mm-hmm. And you know that's it has its place. It can be really fun in its own way, but like this is horror. You can, you and can do horror not, in different ways, right? And yeah. It's not. It's not that they're necessarily like hard to watch for what is happening on screen, and rather it is more upsetting in what it's like. It upsets you emotionally. In what it's what, in right. what's portrayed. Like, there's several scenes in this movie, especially, even, like, Christian's face at the end when he's about to be burned up inside the bear. It's like, if you take that out of, out of context and just, like, screenshot that, it, it's a humorous, like, yeah. thing. We were even laughing like, about oh, it when we were well, watching it, because it right. does look funny. <laughs> right, it's, it looks funny, but with the, you know, it's not... Everything surrounding it. Yeah, and it's not, the way it's framed, it's not automatically scary just looking at it. But, but it, being it's in that moment, it is upsetting. It's haunting because mm-hmm. it's something that you can't help but think about later. Right, and you've been invested in it for, like, this whole movie. Same with Hereditary. You've been yeah. invested in it for so long that, like, you were, like, off guard the whole movie. So the fact that, like, it's something that's not, in se- like, inherently sinister in itself is also just awful to look at based on the emotion that it gives you. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to judge... I guess, like, a guy's output based on two movies. But I would see once anything this guy puts out, if this is the mm-hmm. thing he's going right, to do Right, because it, it doesn't doing really... something no one else is doing right And now. it's doing it really well. Like, mm-hmm. the other mainstream horror movies try to be jump scare and scary, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always work all the time. Well, this one, I feel like it does exactly what it is trying to do both times I've watched it. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I feel like I would much rather watch these because it's going to do the job that it's trying to do right, and I'm not going to, like... Just to hate it for the jump scares and stuff. And, and the yeah. best horror movies yeah. are movies that are talking about something in society or culture, in my opinion. Like, other, there's other ones that are fun, and they're a fun time, just like action movies. But yeah. ones that, like, really stick with me, they're horror movies, are movies that have something else they're talking about. And it's mm-hmm. like, Hereditary is all about, like, the breakdown of communication in a family and what happens when, like, a family unit is not working. And this movie is about, like, the breakdown of a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But told in the most horrifying, unsettling way possible. Yeah. 
Uh, the last thing I will say is that um, Ari Aster had a couple short films that he made before he made a feature-length film. Ooh. Uh, one in particular called The Strange Thing About the Johnsons, mm. which mm. is a 20-25-minute long short film. That I won't watch. Does someone get dismembered and put back in a weird way? No. Okay, good. I can watch that. <laughs> it's way less of like a straight-up... It's way less of a straight-up horror movie sure. than these. I will say it is more upsetting than anything in either of these two movies. In 20 minutes? And I won't watch it again. Wow. <laughs> Great. Even to show it to someone, I won't watch it again. So what What is the basic line of it? Just so I have an idea. Well, I will tell you guys off the podcast. Okay. Um, I will tell you what happened so you don't have to watch it. Yeah, I... But, um, if, if it's more upsetting than what this is... Cause, but it's, it's very similar to, like, a family that is dysfunctional. Mm. Like, hereditary, okay. but without the demon. Sure. So. All right. Well, that was uh, I hate you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Thanks for taking us to see. I that have movie. to watch this um, a second time with my yeah. girlfriend because she wants to watch it. But as soon as I got home last night, I said, "You're not going to like it." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she'll enjoy it, but not the time. Just right. like we had with Hereditary, she wanted to see it and then regretted it afterwards. So we'll yep. see. I'm going to have to sit through this a second time. Great. <laughs> All right. Maybe you can wait till that director's cut. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, next, it's my turn to pick something we watch separately, and Raymond already has what lined up next time. We yeah, we just have another time to do it. So yeah. we have another time to do it, so we have that set up. Hopefully, if we get enough people to listen, you guys can tell us what we should watch. That'd yeah. be fun. We do a round, you guys get in the rotation. Around, <laughs> All right. Hopefully. Maybe. That's a good idea you've just had on the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Thanks, but no thanks, yeah. Andy. Yeah, no problem. It's my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sammy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.